Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krasniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Our three, my bad. Wow, I am tired. Three Count Wrestling Podcast. That's the actual title of the show. Um, this week we have Steve back with us. What's up, everybody? Uh, last week, Steve, if you didn't watch or listen to the podcast, we did uh, Memories of In Your House and Owen Hart. Um, if you have any classic In Your House memories or Owen Hart memories that you want to share, or one of each, or whatever, uh, you can share them right now. Um, in Your House, I remember the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Savio Vega, no right thing. Oh, the stra- like the, the first title defense of Shawn Michaels against Bulldog. And the power so, outage, yeah, yeah the power yep, outage I, right after the fir- right after the first match. That and the uh, stage setup they always, they always had for that. Mm-hmm. And then Owen Hart. There's so many great memories with him. You know the matches with him and Brett. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best rivalry in ninety ninety four. That and unfortunately, I watched that certain pay-per-view live, which we all know which one I'm talking about. Over the Edge, 99. Yep, yep. And I remember them cutting away, me being a kid wondering, you know, what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, why all of a sudden there's a little person match going on. No, the next match was Jarrett and... The, um, Jarrett and played- Deborah versus Val Venus and that fucking Amazonian woman. Oh, me want snoo snoo lady? I th- something like that. Her, I can't even remember what her name was. She was like a Ashley different version of China. I think it was like some kind of like Ashley or Nicole. Or... Yeah, uh, Nicole Bass. Thank you. Yeah, she, she looked like a man. Look like a man? She was a man. There is no doubt about that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Shoot. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, did you watch oh. the Owen Hart episode of Dark Side I haven't had, I haven't had a chance yet. I got to get over to a friend's house to watch that, but I haven't had a chance to get over there yet to see it. Yeah. It. Um, well, it's on YouTube. You can find that on YouTube. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, I'll have to do that with the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. They went really, really well in depth with the episode. Um, Martha. It, it pretty much explains why Martha and her son. And their her daughter will not allow WWE to allow him in the Hall of Fame. It makes a lot of sense, honestly. Okay, so I really am going to have to listen to that one. Yeah, it, um... And I guess there's been, like, boycotts after that episode of WWE, like... It, it's all BS. It, it, look, it happened... Do I think they should have stopped the show as soon as it happened? Yes. I think that as a universal, everybody agrees, show should have stopped. Oh, yeah. Because I can guarantee any little kids that were there are probably traumatized for life. Oh, agreed. But the thing is, is that as soon as that happened, that was a crime scene. Yeah. And they allowed five more matches to happen to on that crime scene. Yeah, it just should have. You know, before everybody got to go, we'll figure out a way to deal with refunds later. Everybody get out. Yeah. 
that uh, that show was memorable for two things. The Owen Hart death, and then trying to watch Jeff Jarrett go through that promo. Yeah, the rest of that night just it wasn't. No, nobody was into it. Yeah, everybody was worried about Owen, and you could tell. Oh yeah, big and, time. And just, you're right; it just should have been called there. Oh, without but, a doubt. It, it, I just, yeah. It's the fact that it didn't is that that's what everybody's pissed off about, and it's fine. But it's like, who? You know, who still boycotts WWE after one week after watching Owen Hart's episode and are still boycotting it? Look, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm going to watch anything that's wrestling. Pretty much the same here. I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's AEW. I don't care if it's TNA. I don't care if it's Ring of Honor. I don't care if it's ZZW. I don't care if it's fucking, you know, independent wrestling in my backyard. I'm going if to watch squares- it. If it's a square shape and it has ropes and a referee, I'm going to watch it. You agreed. There you go. That's the best way to describe it. I mean, as long as it's, you know, safe and everything. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's safe. You know, you want to you, you want to <laughs> make sure that people are, you know, not in danger of losing, A, losing their life and losing their job. Right, because I used to, in Buffalo there, I used to be a timekeeper and one-time ring announcer for an independent bed. Nice. Yeah. Commentary, commentating. That was different. Oh, I bet it was. It was so. Different. Oh, definitely. So our first three uh, news headlines will be um, pretty much just WWE related this week. Um I just want to make a quick shout out again to the life lost this week. Um, last week, Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe, uh, we lost Shed Gaspar at 39 years of age. Big people in the sky now. Yeah. He's <laughs> him and Owen Hart, you know. And, uh, with the recent passing of Hannah. Kurama, Kamara. We're sorry, sorry for, for the butchering. Yeah, we're sorry for pronouncing her name wrong. I'm sorry, but she died at 22 years of age, and we will, in part, talking about that in the main event topic this week. Um, but before we get into the you know the serious stuff, we're gonna get into some fun stuff. Hopefully, um. Uh, First things first is we're going to talk about Matt Riddle's main roster uh, call-up, and it looks like he is headed to SmackDown. Yeah, because he ain't going to Raw because Brock Lesnar hates his ass. Okay, but here's the thing. Brock Lesnar shows up when he wants to show up, so for Matt Riddle to be on Raw should not be a problem. Right, I think he'd be better off with SmackDown and like with Raw. Honestly, I think he'd be overshadowed. SmackDown needs a a few more people. Honestly, I think he should just stay at NXT anyway. Right. Well, I guess they want to call him up for some reason. Right. It, he's better off, honestly, on SmackDown. You you think so? He's not going to get overshadowed as much. Yeah, I, I can see that. Super duper big heavy hitters 
are on yeah, SmackDown's got, you know, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, and a few others, but most of the super-duper heavy hitters are on that. Well, let's see here. You have Roman Reigns on SmackDown. You have AJ Styles now on SmackDown. So far, I just heard AJ Styles. <laughs> I don't know who this Roman Reigns' character is. I've never heard of him. Look, they mentioned him on YouTube going over his greatest victories for his birthday, so there must be some sort of... Okay. Still relationship there. Yeah. Um. So you have Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt, technically Cena's on the blue brand. Shinsuke Nakamura thinks of SmackDown, right? Yeah, but he's not a... By heavy hitter, I'm thinking like main event caliber talent. He could be if he was used to right, but... That's, uh, that's another here nor there type situation. Yeah. It That's like... Yeah, I know. Technically, all Taker, he can be anywhere he wants to be. Taker. Yeah, Taker's earned a right to go wherever the hell he pleases. Um, who else is on SmackDown that's a heavy hitter? Like, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna call. I'm gonna look up the roster right now. Rod Strowman. Do you really call him a main eventer? He's the heavyweight champion, Universal Champion, right now. Yeah, okay, he's a universal down. champion. That doesn't necessarily count him as a main eventer. I don't count Sheamus as a main eventer. Yeah, true. Not anymore. And he's he's a four he's four time world heavyweight champion. Yeah, true. I'm just, I'm trying to draw straws here. So let's see here. Let's go to SmackDown. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. Jeff Hardy. I call Jeff Hardy a main eventer all day, every day. I, I totally forgot he was even back. You call Kane a main eventer? No, I call him a governor. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns. Did we mention Bray Wyatt already? Bray Wyatt. Would you call The Miz a main eventer? Absolutely. Okay. So you have one, two, oh, and Triple H apparently for some reason is on SmackDown. One, uh-huh. two, three, yeah, that's what they have on the official roster here. One, okay. two, three, four. Holy crap, Lars Sullivan is still on the roster. <laughs> Five. That's, I forgot he was even employed. Six. Seven, nine. If you encounter Braun Strowman, you have nine main eventers. Yeah, it's not a hell of a lot. I mean, at least that's one good elimination chamber match. At best. At best. Uh, Mid card wise, you have a bunch of good talent. You have Biggie, Bo Dallas. Braun Strowman is top tier mid card. He's low main, low main. Top mid. He's not a true main eventer, my opinion. Wait, Bo, da- Bo Dallas is still employed by the WWE? Well, if Mike Rotunda is still employed by the WWE, so is his kids. Yeah, true. Um, Cesaro, Drew wow. Gallick, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, yeah, uh, Grand Metalik, Jackson Riker. The Usos, Morrison is like 
top mid card, low main event. Sorry for that. I have the door wide open in my mudroom, and they I got a screen there to keep the air going so that I don't burn like a fucking lobster. <laughs> I don't blame you with how warm it's been the last couple days. Uh-huh. Two weeks ago, it was 20-something. Last two days, 90-something. Yeah. Um, King Corbin, he's a top top mid-card, you know. Kofi Kingston did not really prove himself as a main eventer. He's top mid, low main. Then again, he was in some weird feuds, too. You think? Mojo Raleigh is, like, I don't even count him as a mid-card talent anymore. I count him as a high voter with Jobber. Yeah. Uh, Ali, he's a good mid-card. Otis oh, is yeah. the Money in the Bank winner. Go Otis in the Bank. Uh, Robert Rude should be a main event talent, in my opinion. Uh, Sami Zayn, high mid. Sheamus is has proven himself as a low low main event tier, high mid card tier wrestler. Shinsuke, you know, middle of the card main of or middle of the card, you know, talent. Shorty G or Chad Gable should be pushed to the fucking moon, like Kurt Angle. My opinion. I think if they would have just kept him, Chad Gable. Yes, I think this Shorty G thing is a joke gimmick. It has to be. Uh, Steve Culler, who's part of the Forgotten Sons with Wesley Brake, um, Tucker, and Xavier Woods. You know, you SmackDown has got a great mid card. That's, oh, that's what SmackDown has always seemed to be. Very little high main eventers. SmackDown's been mostly mid card. That's yeah. why, honestly, I like watching SmackDown a bit more because it seems like they try harder on SmackDown than they do Raw, in my personal opinion. Granted, there are some guys on Raw that bust their ass and try, but I'm just. I don't know. Just, okay, I'm going to list off some names and you tell me if they're a main eventer. Big Show. Depends if he's a face or a heel. It doesn't matter. It, it, the, with his age, he's a uh, status. Yeah, so basically he can go wherever they need him to be. Um, Lesnar, obviously a main eventer. Uh, Lashley, that's a that's a call up. That's a toss up. He he he's in the same boat, honestly, as um Strowman. Already, kind of, and I he he can high mid carder, but if need be, depending on who they're feuding him with, could be a decent main eventer. Right. It really depends on who they throw him with. Do you call Drew McIntyre a main eventer yet? Oh, God, yeah. He's been a main eventer for a while. You think so? Oh, yeah. Ever since he split away from Dolph Ziggler? Okay. I'll give you that. Um, wow, that's an interesting look. Jason Jordan is still on the Raw roster on the website. Huh. Yeah, go figure. I uh, think he does behind-the-scenes stuff last time. I, I think so, yeah. Okay. Now, this is where everybody's going to get pissed off at me. I believe Jinder Mahal is a main eventer. Don't hinder the gender. Honestly, since he won the title, it was it was fine. It, I understood why they did it. 
It was more of like a JBL role. Granted, it didn't do as good as the JBL role, but I understood what they were trying to do. I think if Jinder keeps his head down, well, not keeps his head down, but like listens to Vince, I think he could become a good main eventer. I do too, but my thing is, I think, yeah, I don't mind them that they gave him the belt what last year, a couple of years ago, but my gripe is I wish they would have built him up to do it instead of bam he's got the title like maybe a month or two build on you know have you know what I mean? Right. Like a month or two build up I, I think people would have been more receptive to him winning the belt. Right. Just, poof there he is. Okay, so I'm just I just looked through the list here. Yeah. One two three Four, five, six. Wow. That's not good. What? Hey, Edge is not even on the roster. Huh. I think he's a raw guy, though. He is. He's definitely raw. But, um... So, Big Show, Lesnar... McIntyre, so that's three. Jinder Mahal is four. Kevin Owens. He easily... He's a sleeper main eventer. Okay, so with that, we're not going to count that. Yeah. Um... Rey Mysterio. Um, definitely could easily be a main eventer. That's five. Randy Orton. No question. That's six. Samoa Joe. Main eventer. Should be, anyway. Okay, but he's not. Right, unfortunately. Okay. He keeps on getting injured. Right. Seth Rollins. I think that's main eventer. Okay, so that's he's six. Crossed, he's crossed Jesus. I mean. That's six. Yeah. And taking out Triple H from SmackDown, because apparently Triple H, Stephanie, Shane, and Vince are all on both rosters. Um... I'm going to take the one away from SmackDown, so it's actually six main eventers on Raw, eight main eventers on SmackDown. Oh, it seems like there's more on, uh, more on Raw. But when you take out, take away the part-timers, you only have, like, four on Raw continuously, and you have six continuously on SmackDown. Oh. And those I four swear. are Rollins, Orton, um... Lesnar and McIntyre. Yeah. Oh. And if you want to count gender, that's five. Huh. And the I still, I still think uh, Riddle's better on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. So, think about the matches we can have with Riddle on SmackDown. We can have Riddle versus AJ Styles. We can have oh Riddle God. versus Braun Strowman. Riddle versus Nakamura. Riddle oh. versus Nakamura. Riddle versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God. That I want to say. Riddle versus Drew Gulak. I thought he, uh... They signed a deal. Oh, they did? Yeah, they got, they got a deal going. Okay. Matt Riddle versus Jeff Hardy. 
granted, the dream match is Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. Brock would get him for breakfast. Honestly? I'd love to see Riddle get his shit kicked in, but I think Lesnar would get his shit kicked in, too. I did, oh. I'm already counting 17,000 German two places. From both. <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah, because Matt Riddle used to be in the UFC, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so, granted, I get why they're going moving him to SmackDown. Fine. Take Riddle, move him to SmackDown. I don't care. But just think of the matches that can happen there on SmackDown. I think there's going to be a lot more better matches on SmackDown because Riddle's going than there would be on Raw. Yeah, there seems to be a lot more people around his size on SmackDown. Right, exactly. So it's going to be more... It's going to be a better fluid uh, chemistry for a lot of them. Okay, so next headline is why it took so long for the WWE to use developmental talent as fans, quote-unquote, in the crowd at tapings. Because uh, he, he felt like it made the company look bad to have so many people seated inside the closed performance center during a pandemic. I get that, but I mean, other, like, AEW was already experimenting with that. AEW was using their own wrestlers as fans, and creating some great shit with that, too. MJF gambling on different matches with Austin Spears. That was funny. Or Shane Spears, I'm sorry. And uh, two new people appeared on AEW today, apparently. Okay. So his I, his thing that. is because of the whole social distancing thing during the pandemic, which it's still going on, but now it's getting to the point where Things if you have back up, yeah, and it's just like what the hell? I said I'm, it's cool that they're doing it because uh, you know you get you know like some reactions back. To a point, but I I'm, I can't wait for them to be you know an actual arenas again. Well, when that ever happens again? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, the changes that happen around Monday for the performance center will be the new normal until the company is allowed to bring fans back to their events. Vince is reportedly still hoping to have fans back in the crowd in time for SummerSlam in late August. There's still no word yet on a new SummerSlam location, as the show will likely be moved from Boston due to coronavirus-related restrictions. Probably going to be moved to Florida. So, it's either going to get moved to Florida, or it's going to get moved to Nevada, or it's going to get moved to California, or it's going to get moved to Texas, or it's going to get moved to North Carolina, or it's going to get moved to Wisconsin, or it's going to get pretty much anywhere other than the eastern seaboard of the United States. Right. Go to one of the, go to like the Dakotas. They were fine. Yeah, right? Um, like, so, what was the last time a show was held in the Dakotas? I can't remember. Yeah, it's, uh, this whole thing's fucking stupid. Uh, I am, uh, that's another topic for another day. I'm, you know, I can't, I can't get into coronavirus shit right now because if I do, I'm going to sound like a 
fucking dipshit redneck, and I don't want to sound like that right now. That's fair. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, understandable that he took the health cons- the the health uh, experts' word and said social distancing should be a thing, and you know for what was it eight weeks, two months, you know that he didn't have fans in the crowd or fans in the arena. So exactly. it's fine. But now there's yeah. more fans. Should be good. Yeah, because it was started like what? Like a month before Mania or a couple weeks before Three weeks Mania. before Mania. Yeah. So Four, my bad. Four weeks. No. Three weeks before Mania. Because it was the... It was like the, the SmackDown... It was the SmackDown after Edge came back to yeah, yeah. and beat Orton's ass. Okay, so yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. That's dating itself at that point. Yeah. So okay, that's fine and fair. So third headline is Randy Orton says he bought a plane and is using interesting hashtags on Instagram. Well, when you got Randy Orton money, I mean. <laughs> When you when you have taking shits in women's purses money, when you when you have sh- rubbing your dick and then shaking coworkers' hands money, when you have I violated this wellness policy four fucking times and got a strike removed or tw- two strikes removed money. Basically, hey, I'm Randy Orton and I bought a plane. Deal with it. Pretty much. So. The interesting part of the post was the hashtags he used with the caption. He wrote, Fucked around, bought a plane. (laughs) Hashtag greatest, hashtag wrestling, hashtag match, hashtag ever. Hashtag what a rib, hashtag hate, but I don't blame you. Hashtag plane out of nowhere. Hashtag Randy Orton is also not giving a shit about how they're promoting this match. Oh, God, no. He's like, it's my money, and I'm going to do what I want with it. It's my money, I bought a plane, fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he is just one arrogant son of a bitch, and I he love has, it. He has every right to be, that's the thing, and he does it so well. Here's the best part, Randy Orton, and I don't know if you've known this, Randy Orton has been in the business... For almost 20 years. It doesn't seem like he's aged well. Well, 2022 in July? July or August, I believe, is when he debuted. Or 2002. It will be 20 years of WWE television. That's a long... So, So actually, he's probably been with the WWE... Just over 20 years if you count his OVW run. Yeah. So, him? So now that makes, let's see here. Taker is the longest running employee, short of Vince McMahon himself. Right. Then it's Triple H. Yeah. Then it's... Orton and Cena. 
Yeah, the Orton was also brought up with this too because of his father and his grandfather. So I mean, he's he's been in the business a long time. Uh huh. He was basically raised since birth. Yeah, but the fact that he's still putting on matches the way he is at his age—it's it's it's phenomenal. It's oh god, it's more than phenomenal. It's great. It's. See, this, this is what I talked about last week, when me and I don't, the guy I had on, his name was Frank, um, we, uh, we talked about the whole greatest wrestling match ever build, and we can talk about that too here if you want, but uh, I said that Orton has all the God-given natural gifts that a wrestler can have, but he's lazy. Yeah. And Edge yeah. has the mind for this business like no one has ever seen. But in the back of his mind, I think he's scared. Come you, back you, after coming back because of his neck. You think he's scared? In, in a way, he's, he's got. He's probably. I could be way wrong, but in the back of his mind, I think knowing you know how much longer can he actually do this because. You know, neck and all. He's probably get that little bit of worry. Did you watch and the um, the Chronicle documentary of Edge on the network? I I got through half of it and then I had to do something. So he had been doing stunts in movies and TV shows for eight years after that surgery. That's right, he did. He was on a uh, sci-fi channel show for a while. Mm -hmm. Haven, I think it was called. Now, or, I bet, not eight years, because it's been eight years since he, or nine years since he wrestled. He waited, he waited a year to do his neck fusion. Okay. The neck fusion this time was to decompress his C4 and his C5 and his C6, because he already did his C5 and C6. But when they did that, the C4 started to compress and started to fuck with his spinal cord. And he, he said when he woke up from surgery, I don't have a headache. And Beth looks at him and goes, what? I don't don't have a throbbing pain in my head. And she's like, you had that? And he's like, I guess I did. I just never noticed it until now. Right. He thought that it was part of, you know, it was just something he had to deal with. Right. So, after that... He started doing stunts on movies and sets and everything because that's what he could do. Right. And they, when they, in rest in peace to his mom, I bless her soul. Yeah. Um. Sucks that his mom died because she was when on the rated. Do you think you know me? DVD, the auto, the biography DVD. Oh my God, she was awesome. I read the book. I watched that DVD. Um, she was cool. His, but, yeah, his mom's awesome. Big influence on him. Oh God, yeah. So for him to lose that, yeah, and it sucked too because not only did he lose his mom two months earlier, Beth lost her dad. 
Yeah. So it was like, well, hell, this is like one of the worst times in our lives. So they're they're going to Toronto to close on her estate because he put it off and put it off and put it off. Right. Well, since they're in Toronto, SummerSlam's in Toronto, and they invited him down, you know, because it's his hometown. Yeah. Well, no one knew he was going to spear Elias. Yeah, true. Not even Beth. And Beth looked at him pissed. Oh, I bet you as soon as Ed, before Edge even did, he goes, "He's this is what I, I'm imagining him thinking. Well, the wife's going to be pissed at me, but fuck it. Bam. He wanted and to test out. forgiveness and his permission. Exactly. He wanted to test out his, his limits. And the place popped. The place popped huge. So, after that, he asked Triple H to, uh, to have a ring. To practice. To get, get his ring rust uh, gone. And Triple H said, you know what? Here you go. Here's a ring. Has a, he, Edge has a huge warehouse in his, like, in his house, or, like, separate from his house. And he, they were able to put a ring in this place and just let him work his ring rust off. That must be nice. Right? And the best part was is that um, Beth Phoenix helped him train. And the kicker... I always knew she was a good girl. Right? And the kicker, the kicker was he's like, I feel so awkward punching Beth. I like it is awkward wrestling your wife, <laughs> right? Because it's like, right? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and the kicker was is that Dash Wilder also helped Edge get his ring rust off. That that's new to me, right? So like, before he gets released, he helps one of the biggest stars. Return to the ring. Right. Like, how stupid is that? Right. It, right. But your thoughts on the whole promo of greatest wrestling match ever? There's always going to be, like, the greatest wrestling match ever. They're, they're, they use, they're, that line gets thrown around a lot. I'm not going to call it the greatest wrestling match ever until I actually see it. Right, and the problem is is that now they've hyped it so much as that right. we're we're going to get fucked. This is going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. What if they... <laughs> I just thought about this. What if they keep on promoting it as the greatest wrestling match ever? Five seconds in, Orton comes in with a chair. DQs himself. <laughs> Or it's going to be like a squat, like a two-minute squash match. Right, like something stupid. Like Spear, done, or RKO, done. Or go for a Spear, RKO. Right. I got a plane, bitch, I'm done. Yeah, I got a plane to catch, bitch. Bob. Pretty much. It's just, I don't... I don't they're get hyping it. it up so much, we're going to get disappointed in a way I feel because of how much hype it's getting. Right. 
that's the only thing I hate about matches that get so much hype. Right, and that's why I'm like trying to like not <laughs> not, well, I'm not deal with the hype. At all. I'm not. I'm all flat out admit I am paying zero attention to the hype. Oh yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm paying as much as attention as I can, which there's really reason, sucks. There's a reason why I'm not paying attention to the hype, so I don't get disappointed. Right. Well, I think there's a difference though, because I think honestly, this could be one of the greatest wrestling matches. Period. Because of the whole dynamic between Edge and Orton. But I think there's a difference between wrestling matches in WWE and sports entertainment matches in WWE. Oh, yeah. Like, in my opinion, the greatest sports entertainment match in WWE is Michael's Taker 25. Yeah. Greatest wrestling match? I couldn't tell you. Maybe Bret Austin 13. There's, there's so many of them. You got, like, Ricky Steamboat and the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania. Was it a wrestling match or was it an entertainment match? I'm, I'm just... That was... Definitely... I don't know because I haven't watched it in a while, but definitely for entertainment-wise, it was Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10. Oh, God. That was the match where Shawn Michaels had a ladder... A, a match with a ladder. And then great, a great wrestling match, that 65-minute Iron Man match between Brett and Sean. Yeah, that was a good wrestling match. That, you know, that I, I will say that was pure wrestling at its finest, if you really think about it. And then there was times in the modern day age, uh, I think it was like Shawn Michaels or John Cena. Or, it was John Cena and somebody that lasted almost 45 minutes to an hour on Raw. That was Michaels. That was the go home before backlash of two thousand seven. Because that I remember that match. Thinking, is it Orton supposed to have a match? But I think Orton had gotten in trouble recently. No, no, no. What um, happened was they they were going to schedule Orton, and they were doing like Cena versus Michaels and Orton versus Edge because it was a fatal four way for the title at Backlash, and. They uh, were just doing two separate matches. I guess the crowd was so hot in London, because that's where it was. It was in London, England. They just decided to go, and because it was a taped Raw, they went and said, you know what, go to distance. Go until Raw's over, and we'll give you the signal. Like, it it was one of those times where they went old school, and they were feeding information to the referee and the announcers and... Everything to just keep on telling them, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right, that was a great match. That was yeah, that was a good match. So yeah, with the whole greatest wrestling match thing, if it happens, it happens. Cool, they delivered on what they promoted. Great, but Orton pretty much said he bought a plane. Fuck you guys, I'm gonna do what I want. Screw you guys, I'm going in. So, with that, we're going to move on to the main event. And before we go on to the main event, here is a word from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. Today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Who doesn't want to do stuff for free? The creation tools... Uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? 
Can't do anything better than that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. The main event general topic. Thank you guys for listening to the sponsorship. Here is the main event topic of the week. Uh, This week will be wrestling fans, period. Like, just wrestling fans. How... How we are as a culture of, oh, of wrestling fans. Hell. We're finicky as hell. <laughs> Flat out, we're finicky as hell. Now, <sighs> a couple weeks ago, there was an issue with a fan tweeting Nikki Bella after she had tweeted the Becky Lynch congratulations on the pregnancy. I hope your baby dies. That's crossing the line. That was crossing the line. Now, did Nikki respond to that fan? No, she didn't. She took the high road, and you know what? Good for Nikki. She's almost, I don't know, what, 35 years old? How how fucking old is Nikki Bella? I don't know, but she didn't feed the troll. Right, she pretty much didn't feed the troll. Which is what you need to do in that situation. Right. Now... Give me one second. I'm just trying to look her up here. She is 36 years of age and is, I believe, having the baby sometime soon. Yeah, both her and Brie. Yeah, both her and Brie within the same amount of time period. Yeah, which is Twilight Zone episode-ish. Right. Telling her that you hope her baby dies, you should not like, say shit like that, period, as a wrestling fan. I understand you don't like her. I get it. You don't like her wrestling. But as a person, she's not a bad person. Right, she's not who she is in the ring. Some people can't separate character from person. Yeah, and that's the whole thing with Hannah... Karama. That was... It's hard to hear that a 22-year-old commits suicide after an episode of Japanese Big Brother. It's pretty much what it is. It's called Terrence, Terrence View or Terrence Garden or whatever the hell it's called on Netflix. It's something that... It's Terrence Whatever Tokyo. She yeah, was part was of like the show. Cyberbullying. What was that, Steve? I heard it was like a cyberbullying that led her to... Yeah. And it was not only just wrestling fans, but fans of that show as a whole. It's like, people don't get... The, the person that she was... I don't. I never heard... I didn't know she was on a show. But right. Well, apparently person... she's on a few shows. She's on a few different Japanese shows... Uh, not wrestling related at all. But like the person she probably played in the show 
doesn't necessarily reflect how she is as an actual person in real life. Right. If you if, if you see her Twitter page and her Instagram, she is a very happy at least that's what the front is, you know. I can't can't express enough that I don't know what was going in on her in her head right. of the time. Right, only the person that unfortunately knows what's her. Was her and she cannot speak on that now. Right. But she was a she was portrayed as a heel in wrestling. I unfortunately never got to watch Stardom, so I couldn't Right, I've never watched Stardom either, but it's the fact that you you hear cyberbullying and a 22-year-old, and it's just like... The fact that cyberbullying is still going on. Yeah, and, well, of course it's still going to be going on. you got anonymous keyboard warriors who think they fucking know everything. Yeah, it's like... <sighs> just makes me sad. But it like it makes me angry, is what it right, does. Like, a perfect example of a person from, you know, their character to real life. Look at Asuka on TV. She's an absolute heel, doesn't give a crap about anybody. But you go on well, is she TV. now after the whole Becky Lynch announcement? Well, I'm at, like, I'm going with, like, the past few months or whatever. Right, she was a heel. I understand what you're saying, but I'm like, like now she's probably a babyface. Right, but then you go on her YouTube channel, and she's this bubbly little geek girl. That yep. just loves life and everybody. Yeah. And I think the person that she portrays on YouTube is legitimately her. Yeah, and I can see that. I can totally see that. Like, her YouTube channel's like, I'll admit, if I'm in an upset mood, I'll pop on one of her videos. They're so bubbly and free-spirited. It's like, how could you not be mad or sad? Right, and the thing is, is that cyberbullying affects women a lot more than men. Men usually will shrug it off and just deal with it, because you, you'll you hear a lot of the male superstars say, yeah, I deal with this toxic all the time, Right, but, they but it, it's the fact that, you know, women will take it more personally, they will take the, they will take the attacks as personal as possible. And the fact she was so and, young. Yeah, the fact that, you know, she's 22 years old. She, she was just starting her life pretty much. Yeah, she was just starting her life and she felt like it was necessary to take her life. And it sucks. But wrestling fans as a whole are, like, you and me are wrestling fans. We're nice people. We oh, yeah. don't we don't go to other people and go, you must watch wrestling. Or when somebody tells us that wrestling is fake, you know, we go, duh. It's like I know, like when I was a kid, I didn't believe it, but obviously as I got older, I, but like you said, I'm not knocking on people's house and going, I'd like to talk to you about my Lord and Savior, CrossFit Jesus. Right, exactly. I'm, we're not, you know, going door to door, but there are people who are fans that take this shit way too seriously. I used to be that way, like I said, when I was a kid, when I didn't know any better. Right, well, th- and I'm not trying to be a dick. There's, yeah, me there, there are people in wrestling pages who think that their opinion is law. Like, if you go to like a Discord server, or you go to a Facebook group chat, or you go to a Facebook group page, and you see... Oh my God. yeah. 
you you see like people think that their word is law and you have other people trying to like just you know debate them they're not they're not trying to go well no you're wrong they're just debating them they're just you know pointing out different things like you said keyboard warriors right I know, opinions are like assholes everybody has one exactly everybody has an opinion that's why every time I try to, like, if I add my two cents to something on a group page or a, a Discord chat or something, I go, in my opinion, right. I believe this. Like, right. a perfect example. Somebody on a Facebook page thought that Cesaro is never going to get pushed because of one person's opinion. Well, if you've ever worked in a job... Any sort of job. Right. The person that hires, fires, and everything else in between will pick certain people if he seems them fit. Granted, we here's the problem with that, though. We all know Vince McMahon's quirks. Big sweaty men, I mean, what? Right. Like, he, he thinks that big, sweaty... Or big jacked up dudes are superstars. He wants bigger than life personas. Or if you're Samoan, that is also that true. I, I, I'm not being a racist here, but I've noticed that too. Right. Or if you're related to the Rock in some way. Yeah, if you're part of that Samoan dynasty. Yeah, but. You, you, if Vince McMahon thinks that Cesaro is not part of his picture, people think, well, he just he should just be fired then. No. Okay, look, Cesaro is proving that night in, night out, that he belongs in a wrestling ring. It, he doesn't care what the promotion is. He chooses to stay with WWE. He just wants to wrestle. The way I look at it is, I see Cesaro as a Scott Hall or a Sean Waltman. As in, he is the measuring stick in the company to see if they can go or not. Easily, yeah. Do I think... Just like back in the day, Hardcore Holly. Yeah, Hardcore Holly was one of the biggest veterans to just... If you could take a beating from Holly or Bradshaw or, you know, if you could take that hazing... I heard those guys were so stiff. Oh, stiff is not the word for it. A card... Uh, here, here's the thing. A cardboard cutout is less stiff than Hardcore Holly and Bradshaw were. I'll still it, never forget that match with Al Snow and Hardcore Holly. Oh my god. Oh god. That was ridiculous. But, uh... Yeah, it's just, you know... it. Us as wrestling fans, we we are fans of the product. We're either fans of the product, or we're fans to hate the product. Yeah. And that needs to stop. Right, because how many times after each pay-per-view do you see on wrestling world? Like, I'm going to cancel my WWE network uh, subscription. No, you're not. 
Well, actually, sometimes that actually happens. Sometimes people do cancel their subscriptions because they don't like the way a match went. But here's the thing. You are all sitting there, and I'm, I'm accused of this too, but I don't get pissed off when my way didn't go, you know? When I'm, like, perfect example, uh, WrestleMania. I'm thinking that, you know, they're going to do some crazy shit. And that this should have happened, this should have happened, and this should have happened. None of that happened. But did I still enjoy the show? Oh, yes. Because yeah. oh, yeah. the show was still enjoyable. Did I think that it could have gone one way? Yeah, of course I could. That's the Booker side in me. I could always think of a different scenario to go for a different match. Right, but then there are those stories that bring... Even the most like diehard wrestling fan to the point where they're sitting at the edge of their seat, and when they even those people get into it and pissed off, you know you got a good program going on. Exactly. Like I don't get hyped up on programs often, a feud, but the few feuds, like I'll admit, when Kofi Kingston won the WWE title, I, I had a few tears because I was mm-hmm. like, the man worked like. Even when Crispin Wild Eddie when Crispin Wild won the title, seeing Eddie Guerrero come out and congratulate him with his title, it's like he, those heartfelt moments like that. Exactly. And they have think about that. You have Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston at the end of WrestleMania thirty five as champions. What does that say about your company that you're going in a different direction for the company? Right, because it used to be dominated by, you know, big guys like Westerners and Roy, like guys that look like they're on like five million different kinds of Roids. Yeah, Lesnar, Goldberg, um, you know, and as I call it as I see it, by the way, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, they don't do st-. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg do some sort of fucking medicine. I don't care who the fuck you are. Because back in the day, he didn't have a little boot. He didn't have a little beer belly. Later on, after he came back from the UFC, you could kind of see a tiny pouch on him. Mm Mm-hmm. But now that they're going, you know, like the average size, not not completely not muscle guys, but your average. Mm Mm-hmm type of people, because we know Seth Rollins works out tremendously. Hence the CrossFit Jesus thing. Same thing with Triple H. We know he's a big fitness fanatic. But still, like, they're going in that direction of the, well, not so much now, you know, because you got friggin' Drew McIntyre who can kill you with his pinky finger. (laughs) Yeah, but he's a psychotic prick. Right, and Braun Strowman as your champions, but uh, eventually they're going to go back to the smaller guys again. They always go back to the bigger guys every once in a while, but I like when they go back and forth like that. Right. I, I like the variety. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Oh, boy. Uh, it, it... He, has, he has wrestling fans in the long run. We'll never happen. Exactly. We're always going to find something that we don't like 
out of what's going on. Always. But here's the thing. If you... If you're a wrestling fan and you don't like the product, but you watch it anyway, you're a fucking hypocrite. Right. That's if you watch it just to hate on it, you're a fucking hypocrite. Right, because in your mind somewhere, you like it, but... That, ugh, my brain's melting. Right, and that that's that's pretty much how I've been thinking all week, with all the death that's been going on, and... You know, it, it, it's just between like the Owen Hart episode, Shad Gaspar's body showing up, and then seeing that a 22-year-old girl who was a wrestler killed herself. Right. And wrestling fans, some some wrestling fans were out supportive of everything. So, well, a lot of wrestlers were like showing support to the family and everything, and showing a lot of support to Shad Gaspard. John Cena re- allegedly made a forty thousand dollar donation to his GoFundMe page. Oh, I re- I think that was him. There's there's just so much evidence. Right. We're never gonna find out because the only person that knows is Cena. But I think it was him because I mean the writing was on the card that the picture they showed. But then when you have bitter fans tweeting other wrestlers, and now I don't know what happened with the Ashley Mazzaro thing. I, I guess Ruby, or Rebby Sky, or Rebby Hardy, however you want to pronounce her fucking name. Matt Hardy's wife. Right, Matt Hardy's wife made a tweet saying that she was, you know, heartbroken about seeing a 22-year-old pass away. A girl so young to pass away. Right. I guess she said something mean uh, on the Ashley Mazzaro thing. I haven't looked at... I haven't been able to find any evidence of that. Oh, neither have I. Um... It's like, well, didn't you say something about Ashley Mazzaro? And, well, once you see... It's like, once you... They were saying, like, once once you retract what you said about Ashley Mazzaro, then we'll forgive you and let you say this about Hannah. I'm like, look. Rebby is one of those people who are never in their right frame of mind. Yeah. Matt Hardy even tweeted, "Look, I stand behind her 100%. I don't I don't talk to negative toxic stuff on the interwebs unless I'm, you know, doing a big money Matt promo." Right. Um but you attack her, oh she going to attack back. Right. If if you're going to poke mama bear, mama bear going to slug you. Yeah, mama bear's got claws. And, uh, yeah, it... I think I'd be more afraid of her than Matt. I am definitely afraid of her. And I don't (laughs) even know the woman. I don't either. That woman scares the living shit out of me. I... It, uh, yeah, it's... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, It, it's starting to really get to me. About how people are just 
just let people mourn, let people grieve, you know. Some people aren't in their right frame of mind when they say things on Twitter. Look at President Trump. There's your perfect example. Uh, uh, I'd hate to be the person that has to monitor his tweets. What are you talking about? There is no monitoring between 2 and 4 a.m. when he goes to the bathroom. But I just still... Can you imagine being his press secretary, getting a notification at like 3 in the morning... That your command, yet your cheetah when chief said something stupid, I'd be like, "What did he do now?" Oh yeah, they they just quit. He, he's gone through probably like seven of them by now. Right, the fact that he probably get elected for another term. Yeah, but here's here's how I look at it, and this is going to be my closing closing statement before we do the F Mary Kill part of the show. Um, and you can have one too, Steve. Um, us as wrestling fans need to just stop trying to focus on the business end and just watch the product for what it is. Is that it's it, it's a sport. We watch football for football. We we watch basketball for basketball. We watch baseball for baseball. Like if if you're like that into it to be an analyst or an amateur analyst, as I'm going to put it like Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez or anybody else, because there's no such thing as a professional analyst in wrestling. Yeah. A professional analyst in wrestling is the equivalent of a professional analyst in acting. Right. It's like a presentation trophy. Yeah. You're, you, you can't really analyze somebody's acting or ability when it's all predetermined. It, it as wrestling fans, we should just watch it for what it is. Entertaining sport. That's what it is. That's all it will be. Pretty much. Do we talk about the business end on this show? Yes. But only when it's newsworthy. Right. Not because it's happening day to day and everybody needs something to bite into. If if you I I am one of those people who yes, I know why things happen or why they did happen business-wise. And does it make me upset a little bit, but I understand why business-wise. And if you can't understand the business aspect of it before you go into the product aspect of it, you shouldn't say a word. You shouldn't try to do anything related to your opinion as a law. The only person who, in my opinion, the only person who would be the only analyst in the WWE for the WWE or for any wrestling organization would be JBL. JBL is the only person, in my opinion, who can analyze any wrestling company and understand why they do what they do. The man is a financial genius, a financial mogul. He and Vince McMahon are, you know, he he's probably in Vince McMahon's cabinet, quote-unquote, as a financial advisor. I, would, I, I tend to believe that, yeah. We all just need to grow up 
and just deal with what happens with the product. We like what we like. We hate what we hate. Pretty much. If we go to events and stop cheering the heels and booing the baby faces... Oh, that's me. That's me, too. When I went to live events... Here's the thing. When I went to a live event when Cena was on the card, Cena had the biggest pop every time. There was... the When it was on TV, you're going to get those hardcore marks, those male bravado hardcore marks in the chant. But when I was in a live event, it was nothing but kids and family screaming for Cena. It was me and five other people chanting when they were going, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Like we were like, we were outnumbered horribly. Now, like my example, remember when Austin was doing that heel run and everybody hated him. I was like one of the few people in the nosebleeds it might have been the nosebleed that was chatting for Austin. I got so many dirty looks. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. People were still chanting for Austin even when you were chanting for Austin because they still wanted Austin to be a face. Right. I just like, I like Stone Cold. I don't care if he's a face or heel. He's still Stone Cold. Right, and look, if you think a heel is doing a good job, Boo them. That's what they need. They need the negative reaction to keep going for a negative reaction. If it's a genuine, you know, like, face turn, fine. But we're not going to keep on booing John goddamn Cena until he turns heel so that we can cheer him till he gets stale so we can boo him. King Corbin is the best heel persona they have in the company. Everybody does not like him because of who he is. That's a heel. Definition heel. Definitely right now. That's right. I can't even stand him. I think that Corbin is doing a great job as a heel. Oh, so do I. But that's why I... That's why it's like I can't stand him because he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Exactly. He wants you to despise him. That's what this way. He wants you to despise the character he's portraying. Oh no, he he wants you to despise him in real life too. He's he's one of those few that want to keep kayfabe for some damn reason. I don't know why. When when, the average Joe knows that that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, exactly. Not, not with the social media age. It doesn't exist anymore. Because there was numerous times when I went old school ECW and I met some of the workers in the um, excuse me, in the parking lot. Like I met Sabu. He literally parked right next to me and my dad with Bill Alfonso. We got nice. up at the same time. Same thing with Just Incredible. It's like Sabu tried to stay in character, but even Alfonso had that look. It's like, dude, just yeah, right. But uh, it, it is what it is. Yeah. So, in the words of Brian Zane, like what you like, don't be a dick. Pretty much. And I can't, I can't stress that enough. If you like what you like, fine. 
Don't shove it down other people's throats. Right, and if you don't like it, don't try to like, oh, you like this? What are you, blah, 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 blah. Right, don't, because all you're doing is being bullies to each other, and that's not how the community is. The wrestling community, a genuine wrestling community as a whole, is nice to each other. They're able to debate about certain things. But they're not bullies to each other. They don't try to bully you into their opinion to make sure that you just shut them up and say you're right. Right, like, don't discourage somebody from liking something they like. <sighs> so that's it for the serious stuff. So now let's try to go back to funny, if we can, for like a couple minutes. We'll each do an F. Mary kill to try to lighten the mood. So... Steve, you go first. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go NXT. Okay. I'm going to go... Keith Lee. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Adam Cole. (laughs) And Tommaso Ciampa. Silly bastard. Um. I already know who I'd marry in this situation, by the way. Okay. A. I'm going to kill Tommaso Ciampa. That's fair. He'd probably want it that way anyway, character <laughs> B. I'm going to marry Keith Lee. So would I. C. I would fuck Adam Cole. Only. To hear him as he's orgasming. Adam Cole, baby! Shock the system. Yeah, and as soon as he's done, he finishes with, I shocked the system, and walks away. That's That That would be the perfect, like... Right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can find some good ones here. Oh. Oh, Antonio Antonio Inoki. Big Daddy V. That's a whole lot of man. That's a whole lot of man. Bertha Faye. In the WWF. In the early 90s. Ah. (laughs) Okay, that's a kill. Um. That's yeah, but just remember, you have Big Daddy V, too. Oh, I'm marrying my chocolate teddy bear. <laughs> and obviously, fuck Antonio and Oki. But that, that's a hard no. <laughs> like, <laughs> the hardest oh, no. Okay, so, with that out of the way, um, you guys have a good weekend, week, I hope you all had a great memorial weekend, um, like I said, like what you like, don't be a dick, you know, I just, 
I hope everybody can understand where I'm coming from for this and just where we're coming from from this. And join us for next week on the podcast where we, uh, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna go into a deep dive. We're gonna go deep dive into the reign of terror. 2003 to 2005, Triple H.